And we're back on Traditions. I'm Ronald Lesko, and uh, I, am, I am so, so happy um, for this next hour. I, I've met this woman uh, many times over the years, but it's the first time I've had a chance to get her in the studio here. You've heard her on this program before when uh, she was a guest with Bill Hahn. Um, her story is, is simply amazing, and it's been documented in film. She is about to start a new tour, uh, which we're going to talk about. But ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored to welcome to our studio Sharon Katz. Oh, wow. Thank you, Ron. Oh, thank you. It's and really a pleasure to be here. Amazing. I, I am so honored to have you here. Um, thank your, you. Your, your musical legacy and your, the work that you've done, the humanitarian work, to making music as a tool to, to make positive change in the world, that is so needed. And uh, your, your shows have always been so exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here, as you can thank tell. I'm, you. I'm a big fan. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Ron. Well, it's, it's just a, it's a privilege to be here with you today on this lovely Sunday. Yeah. And I just want to greet the listeners. And <laughs> I'll greet you in Zulu, Sunny Bonani, uh, which actually means I see you so oh. well. It's not quite appropriate because I can't see everybody, but right. I feel you out there. <laughs> and um, just happy to be with you. Well, our listeners can actually see you. We do have a camera in the studio. Oh, wow. So, you uh, tell me that? I should I'm have so, dressed up. You look great. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we do have a, a live studio feed for anybody who's watching on WFU.FM. Yeah, there's a camera. Oh, oh, my goodness. I didn't know I, that. Hi, everybody. I, I should have warned you. I dressed down, wore my glasses. <laughs> oh, you look great. You're <laughs> perfect you. for radio, just like me. <laughs> That's cool. That's great. Well, I'm glad you're here. I wonder, would you mind starting us off with a song? Because we've got a lot to talk about, but I'd love to hear some music sure i love to start off with a song of course and um well i'm going to start off with a on a on a more somberish kind of note it's a song that i wrote um actually for peace as an anthem to peace and um, in a way to bring people together in south africa originally after the ending of the brutal apartheid regime but i can't think of a more fitting time to sing it than now um, especially of, after what happened um, in Orlando and um, just the pain that I think that we're all feeling um, just to reach out to everybody actually right now in terms of just the need for peace, the need for understanding, the need for an end to the kind of violence that, we, that we're seeing around the world. So this one is called Salangwana, which means in Sisutu language... It means be at peace, my child. Where are the children? Where do the children cry now that their mothers they sit by and wonder who's gonna die? Where are the children? children run now that the bombs fall and playtime is over sound of the gun
Where are the women? Where do the women hide? Now that the children Left all alone now, drown in the tide And who is the master? The master of war is riding high Look in the mirror Anger the ruler, when will it die? Peace, Ukutula, Shalom, Salam, Salangwana, Salangwana, Sala, Sala, Salangwana, Salangwana, Sala, Sala, Salangwana, Sala, Sala, Salangwana. Sala sala salangwana That's so beautiful. I, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the words of Pete Seeger about, uh, I think he said something, I'm probably paraphrasing, but never underestimate the power of the right song at the right time. Oh, wow. You know, and that, that's what I, when I hear songs like that, you know, some people say, oh, music doesn't do anything, but it does. And, oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, your work and your life has been uh, uh, an example of that. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. Oh, music does so much in terms of, Uniting people, giving people a, a, a form of self-expression like none other, in a way. And sure. uh, well, Pete was a great friend of the Peace Train, mm -hmm. and he gave us a lot of support um, for our projects, including building a school in South Africa. And I really enjoyed meeting him yeah. when I did, and and spending time with him. Great, great inspiration. So he, he was I'm glad that was the right song at the right time. It was, especially with you know, as you said before, with everything that's been happening, and uh, especially with Orlando. I mean, we need I songs know. like that to remind us of, we need peace in the world. And of our humanity. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yes. the thing. I think, I think what's beautiful about it is that we are going to be singing this, this song on the tour. Right. And I'm so happy that I actually put it in the program now. I just know that I made the right decision to include the song. Because when all the children and adults, we have a, a multi-generational choir, actually, of 100 people. 
lifting up our voices together and singing together all around the country as we're doing right now, it, it does have a strong impact. It's sure. sort of vibrations spread out. Yeah, and, and the tour, by the way, is kicking off on July 9th at the Ethical Culture Society in New York at 2 West 64th Street in the city. And uh, we'll, we'll, t- we'll, t- we'll discuss some of the dates and give more information, so get your pencil and papers ready at home, folks. But I, I think we ought to go back because some of our listeners may not really understand what the peace train is all about. And this goes back to your time in South Africa. Um, I mean, you grew up in apartheid South Africa. Yes, I did. And you were one of the first that kind of, well, you, you were the first person that brought a multicultural uh, choir together to perform in, in South Africa. Tell us a little bit about your story. What was what were those times like, um, especially when, you know, you weren't able to easily hear this kind of music? Well, you know, I grew up, as you said, under apartheid, and uh, I actually had to break laws to go and visit my black South African friends mm-hmm. in their homes. Yeah. I mean, it's ludicrous to to think that as a human being you can't visit your friends. And um, I was young; I was 15 years old when I met the actors. John Carney was working with Ethel Fugard, and I, I happened to be present at, at a play that was being performed by, by John and uh, some of the other actors that Ethel was training. And I became friends with him, and at that young age, I became very politicized. And uh, I would listen to the message, and I knew in my heart everything that was so wrong with my country. Mm. But when I saw these actors and singers... Uh, performing, I became friends with them and I used to make arrangements to meet them downtown in the city of Port Elizabeth where I lived and take a bus downtown and then I I begged one day, can't I meet your family? Please can you take me out and visit your families? And they agreed but they had to hide me under blankets, you know, to go through the, the, the police barriers and um, I would hear the police commandant saying to my friends, show me your pass. Wow. And they had to produce a pass, which was such an outrageous um, situation of South Africa where in your own country you have to show a pass to show that you legally, as a black person, allowed to be in a white area. And this was the <laughs> barriers, the um, checkpoint between the town and, and the township. So my, my struggle in my own way goes back a long time. Um, but I was very, very fortunate at one stage, um, many years later, uh, fast forward to the time of Nelson Mandela's release from prison in 1990. And um, I happened to be in the United States and I met Marilyn, who she's in the studio with mm-hmm. us today. And Marilyn agreed to come with me back to South Africa and help me to, to do something that I thought we needed to do something really grand for the times. And those were very violent times that that people forget. People forget yeah. that. Um, I mean, how would anybody know? But it was the 90s. And after Mandela's release, there was a period of about four years of absolute turmoil. A lot of violence that was happening in, the, in South Africa, and particularly in the town, in the uh, province of KwaZulu-Natal, where we mounted the peace train project. Mm-hmm. And we decided that's why we called it peace train, because mm-hmm. we needed peace. We needed uh, people to come together and say, we can live together. We can make this happen. We don't have to let governments divide us. Things are changing. Mandela's coming out of jail now. Mandela's going to be president, mm-hmm. and we need to unite. And so that those are the origins of the peace train. It, it, it must have been difficult, you know, describing those times the way you do. Um, 
when you launched the peace train, when you were bringing all these cultures together, you you must have gotten a lot of, of feedback. And, and why don't we bring Marilyn? Marilyn Cohen is here. She's uh, producing, and we're going to talk about the film that you helped produce as well. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi, Marilyn. Good, good, good to have you with us today. And, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're from America, right? I am. I'm from Philadelphia, Philadelphia. But I'm a permanent resident of South Africa. So sometimes people say I'm an African-American right. now. I don't know. Well, <laughs> from from your perspective, I mean, I, I grew up in the 60s. I saw the civil rights movement. We saw it on television. And now you're going to South Africa and you're seeing these scenes, which to me sound worse than anything that we ever saw on television here. Can you describe it as as an American citizen? What what were those times like? Yeah, and you know that's an interesting connection because the South African government did not allow television really as Sharon was growing up because they didn't want South Africans to see the progress that was being made in mm. America. Mm. And so when I was privileged to to go to South Africa in the 90s and help Sharon form what became South Africa's first ever 500-voice mixed-race choir. There were tremendous challenges because the country was still separated. This was a youth choir, and, and the youth were divided into four separate school districts, so they didn't see each other in school. They couldn't live anywhere near each other. About 25 people a day were being killed just in the one location where we started the train. So it was very turbulent times, but I think people that know Sharon know that she doesn't have the word no in her <laughs> vocabulary. Right. And, you know, the, the more injustice, the harder she works to combat it. And it was really a, a privilege to be with her. And fortunately, I had my camera going and was filming all of the time. And that filming is the archival footage that's used in the film about Sharon. The film's called When Voices Meet, and we've just been so honored that it's been showing yeah. all over the world now, uh, 49 countries around the world, and like 25 different cities in America, winning awards yes. everywhere. But the <laughs> most exciting aspect of it is the way that it's impacted on people. And mm -hmm. the peace train that we're doing in America now is really an outgrowth of the requests that were coming in after people saw the film, saying that we need a peace train in America as much as you needed it in South Africa in those days. And so the tagline for the peace train tour this year is putting the United back in the USA. And unfortunately, we do need it now more than ever. That's very true, especially this year of, of all years with the... Uh, I, can't even begin to, I can't even begin to go into all the, the, the aggravation every time you read the news and things people are saying and getting away with. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, we, we need songs like this. You know, I want to play a song, the, the song about Peace Train. Cool. Um, this is from your album, Invisio? Invisio. 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 You got it. I'm getting that from Jersey. I'll teach you the <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but this, I think, the, the, tells a little bit about Peace Train. And we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about the tour and uh, hear more music from Sharon Katz.
the song Peace Train from Sharon Katz from uh, the, the Grammy-nominated album, Imbizio. You got it. I'm, got it. I'm getting there. You're getting there. I'm yes, getting there. Yes, All yes. these years in New Jersey, it finally, <laughs> the accent's coming out. Well, we'll have to remedy that you'll have to come to South Africa. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Especially. We'd love to have you. <laughs> How are things in South Africa now? I mean, you, you were telling us about the, uh, the, the, the other you know, the, the days of apartheid when Nelson Mandela got out. Is it better now because of all the changes? Or? I would definitely say it's better now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Issues. You, you, we, yeah. We've come through a whole lot of transitions in South Africa. It's not to say that everything's perfect, but right. where is perfect? And uh, we're only 20 plus years past liberation. And I think America's what? A couple hundred yeah. years past. So <laughs> we, we've still got some, uh, some catching up to do. But um, yeah, I encourage you to come and see for yourself because it, it is pretty amazing yeah. that we, we managed to get past and get rid of the apartheid regime. I know. I remember watching the World Cup a few years back when there and was seeing the scenes, and it just—it looks so different. I mean, obviously, sitting here in America, we don't get the, the full picture. But uh, well, if you come to—I uh, have to give a little ad—but if you come to the the New York Society for Ethical Culture on the 9th of July, you will see. I'll give away a little secret. You'll see one of those vuvuzelas that oh, they had yeah. at the World Cup. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, one of those because my co-founder of the Peace Train Nontlantla Wanda, she's arriving in America on the 28th of July. She's she's de- of June, excuse me, 28th of June, and she'll be with us on the tour. There is no way she was going to miss uh, this tour. Oh, that's lovely. So she'll be out there blowing the bubuzela and <laughs> doing Zulu dancing, and it's 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 really going to be a lively and beautiful show. And now, how many performers are part of this? Show? Over a hundred, over a hundred performers. Wow. If we include the band members. Um, we have over 100 performers in the show traveling together for 11 days. It really has been, it's taken us about six months to put this tour together. I could imagine. And a very, very uh, exciting, dynamic show. What I wanted to say was when you mentioned civil rights, the civil rights movement, um, the champion of the civil rights movement was, of course, Harry Belafonte. And we're so honored that Harry is attending our show on oh. July 9th at the Ethical at the um, New York Society for Ethical Culture. And we encourage everybody to please go online and get tickets for that show. You can get them from one of the websites we've created. It's called getonthepeacetrain.org. You can get the tickets there. And it's only $15 so for an incredible concert. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing uh, concert and yeah, tour. Uh, it will. Yeah. Well, we've got to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We'll hear some more music, talk more about the concert. Just to let everybody know, you're tuned to 89.1. I'm Ron Alesco, and this is Traditions. And we're back. I'm Ron Alesco, and my guest today is Sharon Katz and also Marilyn Cohen. Um, we're discussing the Peace Train 2016 tour across America. And this is really the first leg of it. It's starting in uh, the Ethical Culture Society. And then uh, you're going to be doing, I know you got a show in Liberty State Park on July 10th and other shows up and down the East Coast. Absolutely. And it's really exciting because there are people coming from all across the country to be a part of this. So we've got performers coming in from Hawaii and California and Kansas and, you know, all, all up and down the East Coast as well to create this diverse group of people coming together to say that America really can be better than how we're behaving right now. And Mm -hmm. uh, just thrilled to have it. The first show will be in New York City at Ethical Culture on July 9th. Then we go to Jersey City, kicking off the Summerfest Festival there at Liberty State Park. 
on to Trenton, and then my hometown hosts the Peace Train on July 13th in Philadelphia at World Cafe Live. And the tour culminates on the 17th at the Washington Monument wow. uh, for the Nelson Mandela Day celebrations in association with UNESCO. So we just want people to come out and be a part of it, and let's change some of the messages that are out there in, in the media. Let's get these uh, voices heard. Absolutely. Now, uh, one thing that people sometimes say when, when they hear things like this, say, well, you, you guys are preaching to the choir. You know, you're, you're only going after the, you know, the audience that already believes in this stuff. But I think what you're doing is you're going out into the communities and, and you're, you are reaching people that may not have been touched by this music. Isn't that, is that the kind of approach you're taking to this? Absolutely. And in our efforts to recruit members of the choir, we've specifically sought out communities that have not been a part of the choir in the past, making sure that it reflects the full diversity of America Mm -hmm. and bringing their families and their communities on board the project as well. And it's been uh, amazing to see what happens when people get a chance to really get to know one another for the first time. Sure. I, I think the music itself is so infectious and uh, the messages, you, you, you can't help but be affected by it. I, I remember you, you played the uh, one of your first times in the U.S., you played the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, and you had an incredible response from the, from the audience there. I, I guess they, they didn't know what to expect. Oh, my goodness, that was amazing. Well, we brought a big group from South Africa for that. We brought um, 30 singers and dancers and the 10-piece band. And it was unbelievable. I mean, even now when I think about it, it's, there were about 100,000 people, and everybody poured into the, at the Congo Square. That was where we were, the Congo stage, I uh-huh. mean. And uh, it was <laughs> incredible. And it, it is what you said. You know, you never know who's going to be in an audience. Right. And we do make ourselves very available in, in, in all genres, you know, in, in all situations to perform. And a lot of people do come around. I, I see them, you know, they and it doesn't really matter. This is not, uh, I'm not talking about race, class, or any particular group, but you'll see people with their arms folded <laughs> because they don't know what to expect. But when they see the diversity and they hear the messages, suddenly those arms get unfolded, the foot starts tapping, people start to dance, and they inevitably, quote-unquote, get on the peace train because they, they feel the message and they understand the, the relevance. Sure. Even some of the families... Um, you know, you mentioned our background in South Africa. That was our, that was our mission, and if you like, I can use the word mission in the sense of our our goal was really to reach far and wide, into people's hearts and show them what does it look like, what does it sound like. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are together, when people do understand each other and, and communicate well together. So we hope that we have a lasting impact on, on people's lives with our, our productions. I'm, I'm sure you will. I, well, I don't know if we have 100,000 people listening today. Hopefully we do. But, it's possible. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> it's okay. uh, would you mind sharing another song with us? Absolutely. I will give you this song right now. You got sound? Um, this song, I wrote it in South Africa for the 500 Voice Choir to sing together. It's called The Time is Right Today. And at that point, it was the words that I used was Maibu ye Africa, which means Africa is back. That was a symbol of liberation, that Africa has now been united, that Africa is liberated. But for this tour around America, we've changed the words and we're singing Let's Get Together America.
Chacha. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. The world is changing and the time is right to walk together into the light. It's time for changing and rearranging. We've got to sing together, black and white. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. We do not work for nothing, sisters. Now it's time to right those wrongs. We do not work for nothing, brothers. We have been waiting too long. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. The time is right today. Let's get together, America. What's up? Yakalanchalo and Abama way to. Oh, Yakalanchalo and Abama way to. Oh, Yakalanchalo and Abama way to. Oh, Yakalanchalo and Abama way to. What's Sharon Katsivella and Nelson Mandela Bay Port Elizabeth, South Africa. Kika Life is Train Go 1992. Uko Klanga Nisa Bonke. I'm a Indian, I'm a Kalid, Abantu, Abilungu, Sonke. Gokolo. I said my name is Sharon Katz. I come from Port Elizabeth, South Africa. I started the peace train in 1992 to bring all the children together black, white, Indian, and colored. And right now, Siasonka e America, we're together here in America. Yebo, my boy, my boy, Africa. My boy, my boy, Africa. Let's get together, America. Let's get together, America. Let's get together, America. Let's get together, America, America. Oh, <laughs> that was lovely. Oh, it's so, so much needed. I uh, thank you thank for that you. song. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Uh, yeah. I could just feel. I was hoping everybody was just snapping and dancing they were. out there. I could see the radios moving up and down. <laughs> and what I forgot to mention was that we have a couple of visiting choirs at the concert in New York. We are having the Brook the Brooklyn Women's Chorus under the direction of Bev Grant. Oh, they nice. are coming to join us, and the Clearwater Walkabout Chorus are coming to sing, and they're going to open the show. And I shouldn't give away all the surprises, but <laughs> they might have their own fans out there. And, you know, if you want to sure. see these choirs singing with the, with the Peace Train as well, please come to that show. And another choir who I'm very fond of, and I've worked with them quite often, they're, they're called South Africa Harlem Voices, and they're wonderful. They are South African singers, 
and uh, American singers out of Harlem, New York, and they are coming to join us as well. Uh-huh. So it's going to be a cost of many. And again, that's uh, the Saturday. I'm sorry, not Saturday. Yes, yeah, it's Saturday. It is Saturday, July yes, 9th. It okay, is, okay. Yeah. Saturday, July 9th at uh, the New York Ethical Culture Society, 2 West 64th Street in New York City. And you can find out more information, uh, SharonKatz.com, and also the website that you started was? Yes, we have the website, GetOnThePeaceTrain.org. Mm-hmm. So you can get tickets at GetOnThePeaceTrain.org or SharonKatz.com. They're brown paper tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, what was it that uh, you started doing the Peace Train back in 92? In, uh, Correct. And now here we are in 2016. Was it the political climate that, that made you bring this tour together, or what what inspired it now? Well, it's a really good question, Ron, you know, because over the years, people have been saying to us for many years, when are you going to do a peace train in America? And we were like, you, you do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a massive undertaking, a huge undertaking. And although we carry the name, the peace train, and we do concerts and residencies, work with choirs all over the place, and do band performances at festivals and so on. To mount a tour like this is a huge undertaking with so many people. But when the film was released, When Voices Meet, the documentary, which really paints the picture of the impact of this project on the participants after 20 years, because this was a 20-year, it took, well, we went back and interviewed the original participants after 20 years to talk Mm -hmm. to them about their involvement on the peace train, and also set against the the changing political climate of South Africa. That's what the film really illustrates. So when people saw it here in America, that's when they also became... The first question was, when are you going to do this tour? And so at one of those concerts, uh, one of those film screenings, I should say, I looked at Marilyn and I said, well, what are we going to (laughs) do? And I'll let Marilyn explain, since she's the executive producer of When Voices Meet. Well, like... You, Ron, I grew up in the 60s right. in America in the civil rights movement, and we thought that the work had been done. Yeah. And for the past several years, uh, with one shooting after another, one community after another, the fact that it, you know, you're in danger just to be black in America, mm-hmm. uh, we saw that we really needed to bring the optimism and the skills and the techniques that had been developed in South Africa to help communities here in America. Mm-hmm. And that was really the impetus for it. And, you know, Sharon talks about what a major undertaking it is. In fact, we still at the moment are fundraising to get the last 10 people on the train. We've got a Kickstarter campaign, so if your listeners uh, can help out in some way, they can go to kickstarter.com and and search for the peace train and and help us get those last 10 who are standing there at the station with their bags packed, but they don't know if they have a ticket to ride yet. Mm. Oh, uh, I'm sure people are going to come through. Appreciate that. It's too important, and, you know, I I always worry, especially, I think, in in, in light of what's happening now, that people forget our history. People forget where we came from. Mm. Even, you know, Hillary Clinton getting uh, the presumptive nomination for the Democratic Party. A lot of younger women don't even say, well, big deal. (laughs) They don't realize the significance of it. And I, I think, you know, we, we, we still have a ways to go. And uh, yeah. that's why things like this are so important to, to go out there. And, you know, when we talk with the youth who are on this, they don't have that experience. Right. Most of the participants in this come from communities where they've really lost hope. They feel they don't matter. 
mm-hmm. and why should they bother to do the good thing because they're not going to live long enough to experience it and that's what we've been changing with the project as well um, giving people hope inspiring them helping them develop goals for themselves and each participant participant is also creating their own personal action plan for what they're going to do in their communities when they return. So the ripple out effect is not only the music rippling out, but the yeah. social action that they're undertaking. So, so they have some homework to do after this. And now they're, they're doing a homework every night uh, along the tour. Right, right. <laughs> right after the concert, it's hitting the books. <laughs> it well, is, maybe a few minutes after. It is really important to inspire, inspire the young people, the youth. And we forget, as, as you were saying before, we sometimes feel we're preaching to our own choir or singing to our own choir. But um, as educators as well, being out in the, in the environment of the public school system, for example, and in the communities, um, you see that people aren't exposed, as Marilyn was saying. The youth aren't exposed. They need this kind of message and this kind of experience that mm-hmm. builds their, their self-esteem. And enables them to to become powerful members of the human race. Sure. And personally, I was just appalled to see what what's been happening over the last few years on the race issue here, with um, incidents that happened where people were killed. Yeah. I mean, for for the for minor minor petty crimes, a person's life was taken, and you know. It just it was so upsetting, that kind of news that we were getting all the time. And so I think this is our way of saying we've got to do something. Yeah. And please get on the peace train in one way, shape, or another. And, and people really, it's amazing. We've had like about 90, 90 plus people that have responded to the Kickstarter and, and countless people that are helping in this way or the other way. It, it's really beautiful. It's a beautiful project. Absolutely. And uh I, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words, you know, when, when, I, when I see uh, the divide that we have in this country now, uh, as you were saying about the killings and people taking one side or the other, which to me makes no sense, you know, Dozens. a person's life is at stake here and uh, there, there is no right or wrong, there's only right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's why it's, as you're reaching young people and getting them to do things and, and, and react, well, that's, that's marvelous. I want to play another song now from from one of your CDs. Um, I forgot which one we were about to play. We we talked about this before from Double Take. Yeah, Double Take. That's that's a great album that I released with one of our wonderful singers from South Africa. Her name is Abigail Kobeka. But the track that I'm going to play that we asked you to play is also one that's going to be in the show, and it's called "The Little We Have We Share."
and that is Sharon Katz. Uh, the name of the album was Double Take, and the song, The Little That We Have, We Share. Good words. You know, Sharon, is, is, you, you've, how long have you been in the U.S. now? Well, I uh, came over originally a long time ago. I came over in 1981 to study music therapy in Philadelphia uh-huh. at Temple University, and I got a master's in music therapy. Right. And then when Mandela was released in 1990, I went back to South Africa mm-hmm. uh, because I just felt that it's time i got to go home. So I was in South Africa for over about 10 years doing the project, the Peace Train, and then around about 2000 came back to came back to the States and was fortunate enough to be selected for a formal showcase up at uh, NERFA and met all of you, including (laughs) Sunny, Sunny Oaks, who became a really good friend. And she was our stage manager, actually, at the formal showcase. And then Sunny was just great. She introduced us to a lot of people. And uh, we started doing performances like at the Clearwater Revival Festival and on many of the, the folk music um, stages around the country. And then Sunny came with us to South Africa on our first reunion tour. It was the 10th anniversary of the Peace Train in 2003. Sunny came with us on that tour. And we've pretty much, ever since then, I've uh, been going backwards and forwards and back and forth between here and South Africa, mm-hmm. sometimes spending long periods in South Africa at home. Because of all the original children, they are my children. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I have to see how they're doing. And right. at one stage, one of the... One of the members of the choir invited us to come home and said, look, this is such an impoverished community. We need you to build a school. We really need to do something because you told us we have to do something, right? right? right. And so we started to raise funds and our supporters here in the States and in South Africa helped us and we, we built a school there. So it's been a, a labor of love and musicality and just I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful that I can straddle both worlds and uh, I really enjoy all the touring that I do in, in, in America very, very much. I love coming out to different communities and meeting people and jamming with the musicians as well. well we're so glad we have you here to, to, to spend this, to spend time performing and, and working in the schools, too. I, the, the, the humanitarian part of the, the work that you do, besides being a performer, is to me, it's, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, you should be congratulated for all that work and, and a lot of performers just, you know, go from town to town, sing their songs, and move on. But you know, you're you're laying roots down. You're you're helping to make some change, and that's what makes this folk community uh, so important. And uh, we're so glad you're part of it. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate those words. Uh, Thank you very much. Well, I love every aspect of what I do. You know, yeah. whether I'm in a classroom teaching a gumboot dance, or talking about South Africa, or, or auditioning for a big production. Or being on a festival stage, I, I love it all. I enjoy every aspect of it. So. Yeah. Well, we love having you here, and I, I wonder, would you mind sharing another song with us? Sure, of course. Actually, I had another song that I was thinking of, just because sometimes you you scratch your head and you you can't you know you can't find an answer, and uh, the music industry in and of itself is prone to being quite crazy. And so one one day I wrote a song, and it's called Crazy Life. <laughs> Survive without you to set me free. It's a crazy life. 
life but when we're talking about your life we're talking about a life well spent and uh oh Thank i'm so, so glad you're here well we've got, a couple, you, we've got some more time with sharon but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back you're listening to traditions i'm ron alesco and my guest today sharon katz and marilyn cohen stay with us and we're back on traditions i'm ron alesco and i'm very inspired today by my guests sharon katz and marilyn cohen who are uh, doing some wonderful work, the Peace Train Tour across America starting uh, July 9th. Yes, at, yes. At Just a few weeks to go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should mention that you know today you're here by yourself, except for the CDs where we have some other people. But you're going to be performing with over 100 people, choirs. Yes, oh, it's yes and be... my whole band will be there as well. So it's a, it's a knockout yeah. sound. It's a knockout band alone. And a lot of people have seen us perform as a band. But to be joined now by 100 singers and really excellent caliber, of, of voices and energy. Yeah. It's going to be dynamic. <laughs> it really, really is. And there's a lot of dancing and such yes. as well. Yes. Uh. All the songs are choreographed. So anything that I perform today live on air, like The Time is Right Today, it's awfully choreographed and it, it's really dynamic. Don't give away all the secrets. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't give away all the secrets. And, and Just kind of come and see for yourself. Sure. Please. And Harry Belafonte is going to be there as well. Yes. Ooh, we're so excited. Yeah. We're going to, we met his daughter, Sherry, a year ago, and we've become very good friends with Sherry. And uh, so they're all coming. The Belafonte family will be there, and we're going to give them a special award from the Peace Train that oh. night. Oh, that's lovely. Now, the website for information on the concerts. SharonCats.com is a great website to go to because it's got all of the concert information and where film is screening, every, everything that's going on. So that's an easy one, SharonCats, K-A-T-Z.com, or GetOnThePeaceTrain.org. Oh, that's lovely. Either one. And, and the film, uh, When Voices Meet, came out last year. It's, uh, it's won awards. And uh, where, where is it going to be uh, playing next? Well, actually... Peace, love, music, and film fans, it's going to be in none other than Woodstock All right. uh, on the 25th of June, next Saturday, at the Upstate Theater in Woodstock at 2 p.m. And so try to catch it there. We're just thrilled the film has recently got distribution, so look for it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, come out to the concert, watch the film, get on the peace train, support the Kickstarter campaign, and do something in your own lives. Each of us every day can do something in every interaction we have to 
bring the peace back into the country. It's so important. Uh, again, I, I applaud you both for all the work that you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping you're going to continue to inspire people and uh, make this a better better world. And let's let's try to solve some of these problems. Cause, Absolutely. Uh, and, we need it, especially this year. <laughs> and, and invite us to your communities. You know, the, I mentioned the film is showing in Woodstock next week. But invite us. We'll come with the film, come with the band, come with the message, and... Get the United back in the USA. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to come out to where you are, and you can reach us through the website as well, SharonCats.com. You'll find all the information there, the email address and phone number, and just, just give us a shout. We'd like, we'd like to meet you where you are too. Excellent. Well, we're going to end our little conversation with a song from the soundtrack from When Voices Meet. Um, would you like to be the DJ and introduce this one for us? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Well, I wrote this song in 1992. And so it's, it's a timeless kind of a message. But this, the song was written for the changing times in South Africa. And it's called We Are the Children of South Africa. And you'll hear a beautiful recording of the original Peace Train choir singing the song. Thank you. Excellent. Well, Sharon Katz, Marilyn Cohen, thank you both for being here today and continued success. Thank, thank you, Ron. Thank you. So keep appreciating live music. Thank you. 